0: Good morning. Welcome to Resource Center. This is Audrey Raj. Now, bots are polluting the internet and have been doing so for years now. Now, when the Russian self-proclaimed king of fraud Alexander Zukov was arrested for his methbot scheme that duped so many companies uh, in the U.S. just before the pandemic, it was Zukov's testimony that really scared most of us. Um, and he said uh, what hinted at an uncomfortable truth: the online economy is willing to look the other way while bots continue to wreak havoc. Now, this is just one of the reasons why the cost of digital ad fraud in the Asia-Pacific region is estimated to cost some $17 million per year. Day. yes you heard me right I said 17 million US dollars per day and with the Southeast Asia region continuing to support you know all the kinds of uh, e-commerce festivals like singles day Black Friday um, Cyber Monday how is it that brands and advertisers can protect themselves from falling prey to bots and their schemes well to talk to us about this today I have online with me this morning Patricia frejo VP of customer growth at trafficguard a company that provides ad verification measurement as well as fraud protection for brands apps agencies and ad networks patrie welcome to resource center hi Audrey thank you so much for having me today so patri uh, before we really jump into this I, I know and I, I just mentioned Alexander zukov uh, and the whole meth bot scandal uh, but you know maybe we can start by just defining ad fraud and you know what, just the kind of havoc that it like bots are wreaking online today
1: absolutely so we define ad fraud as any engagement that doesn't come from a real user with genuine interest. Mm-hmm. Um, so under that, you're going to have malicious engagement, and that's the one that is designed uh, by these thrusters to basically take advantage of advertising budgets. It can look like bots um, clicking and engaging with ads. It can look like malware or it can look like scrapers trying to steal competitive intelligence. Mm. Um, you also have the other side of um, that definition, which is genuine um, interest. Um, so that part may not have a malicious intent, but is also considered invalid traffic because it doesn't um, it doesn't provide any growth to the advertiser. Under that, you can have things like non genuine engagement, so accidental clicks or competitor clicks and you can have things like non-incremental engagement which is uh, returning users that are just draining your pay media budgets instead of just going to your website organically
0: hmm. now what are the common types of um, ad fraud um, stealing e-commerce customers i mean what, what can you maybe define can you maybe tell us more about the common types of ad fraud that we see today and uh, give us some examples
1: Absolutely. So when it comes to e-commerce companies, they invest heavily in digital marketing channels and the fraud tactics that we see vary based on the channels. So when we talk about media based channels and that's where the advertiser is paying uh, for an impression or for a click on those type of media based channels, we tend to see to see things like um, impressions or click that happen on a different domain or a different publisher from what is actually being declared. Mm. So that's something that is called domain spoofing. And basically the advertiser thinks that they're actually buying an impression or a click on a premium publisher. And they're obviously paying premium price for it. But instead, what is happening is that they're actually buying that engagement on a low quality site. So that's one example on these media-based channels. Another example is when these impressions or clicks are actually not generated by a real person, but they're actually generated by a bot. Um, So I think we were mentioning at the beginning that not um, non-real engagement, that's also what we see on media-based channels. Hmm. When we talk about outcome-based channels, which is channels that e-commerce um, companies invest heavily on as well, and these are gonna be channels where the advertiser is basically paying on an actual conversion, um, which can be a mobile app install, or it can be an actual sale. Um, on this type of channels, we typically see ad fraud tactics designed to steal attribution. So what does this mean? Mm. So this means that um, the install or the conversion, the sale itself, may actually be a real conversion. But the different advertiser uh, partners that the um, brand is leveraging are actually doing ad fraud tactics such as click spam or device hijacking with the goal of getting that attribution rewarded to them even though they didn't actually drive the install or the sale. Mm-hmm. So basically, the advertiser ends up paying for things they shouldn't be paying for.
0: All right. Now, pardon my ignorance, uh, Patri, but does this only happen with um, companies that choose to uh, go with programmatic
1: marketing? Or is this like in general? This is in general. So whether you're doing Programmatic, you're doing PPC marketing, or you're doing mobile app or affiliate marketing campaigns, um, all of these channels are affected by ad fraud.
0: Hmm. Now, what are the implications of ad fraud um, on e-commerce generally? You know, how, how lucrative can ad fraud be for these fraudsters uh, that are, you know, they're looking at the retail industry. How lucrative can it be?
1: Very lucrative. That's a sure answer. Um, but I would like to put things into perspective a little bit. Um, to give you a bit of a reference, um, every year, over half a trillion U.S. dollars are spent on digital advertising alone.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, companies like Juniper Research actually estimate that around 15 percent of that investment is lost Ad fraud that is more than 75 billion US dollars, and these losses are actually predicted to be even higher in the next few years. Some analysts even estimate that it can be as high as 100 billion lost just for 2023 alone. Now, when it comes to Malaysia, 86 percent of the country's internet users. Shop online at least a couple times a month, mm-hmm. with the country's internet penetration above 90%. So that means that amongst all of Malaysia's internet users, nine out of 10 are now digital consumers. That is over 25 million people. Mm. Now, e-commerce companies are capitalizing on this and they're investing heavily in digital advertising to acquire and retain customers as well as to increase the customer lifetime value. So unfortunately, that makes e-commerce companies in Malaysia and globally a highly lucrative target for fraudsters.
0: Yeah. Now, um, I also mentioned this piece of statistic uh, in my introduction earlier when I said that the cost of digital ad fraud in the Asia-Pacific region is estimated to cost 17 million US dollars per day. I just cannot wrap my head around um, how many zeros that is and the fact that that is what it costs per day. Can you tell us why this is, you know, and and why it is such a costly affair?
1: Absolutely. So, Where there is high reward, there's always going to be bad actors trying to capitalize on that. So, on digital advertising, whether you know we talk about media-based channels before, where advertisers are paying per an impression or per click, or outcome-based channels where the reward is actually even higher because the payouts are higher, advertisers are are paying for a conversion or for an install. The opportunity to actually get paid out for things that you didn't contribute to or you didn't drive is very, very high. So Mm -hmm. that's why we see all of this ad fraud polluting the industry. Now, the other thing is that obviously digital marketing is uh, fairly new. It's only been around for a few years. And that means that there is a lack of regulation as well. Um, Institutions are just getting started to um, design policies around this, but we think we're still a long um, stretch away from actually having something proactive put in place. So that lack of regulation also makes the entry to um, these types of um, ad fraud schemes very, very low.
0: Right. Right.
1: Okay, uh, it's already time for us
0: to take a quick break for some messages. But when we come back, we discuss ways to detect and defend against ad fraud with Patri from Traffic Guard. Stay tuned for that on Resource Center, BFM 89.9. Bribe Free Malaysia, BFM 89.9. The Business Station. We'll be you are listening to Resource Center. This is Audrey Raj. Online with me today, I have Patricia Frejo, VP of Customer Growth at Traffic Guard, a public listed company that provides ad verification measurement as well as ad fraud protection for brands, apps, agencies and ad networks. Uh, now, Patricia, before the break, you were talking to us about the different types of ad fraud and how costly it is and you know just how lucrative ad fraud can be for fraudsters uh, that are eyeing the retail industry specifically. So where do we begin to even start to defend ourselves? Like you said, you know, regulations are still lacking. It seems to be a ways away and this is costing us, um, well, plenty of money, you know, in the millions per day. So, you know, what are the ways that we can detect
1: uh, or even defend ourselves against ad fraud? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So there's a lot that companies can do to take matters into their own hands and make sure they're protected against ad fraud and ensure they maximize their ROI. So I think the first um, place to get started is culture. Companies need to promote a culture that wants to uncover and understand how they're being affected by ad fraud. So not just accept the numbers that are being given to you, but wanting to open that box and uncover how much hidden ad fraud is actually baked into that data Mm -hmm. and how it is impacting your marketing and business metrics. So having that culture of openness and proactiveness to tackle the issue is really, really key. Once you have that, the next step is technology. Companies need to adopt third-party independent technology that looks across the full funnel. And this technology should help you detect and prevent all of this ad fraud. And it should integrate across uh, across your current marketing ecosystem and across the different digital channels that you're leveraging. So you're protected and you know what is going on and you have real data to then grow with.
0: Right. Now, I'm just wondering what, traffic guard usually does you know when it is first hired to come in and to maybe monitor maybe assess do an audit on a customer's uh, perceived threat uh, to Mm -hmm. ad fraud now what do you guys do what is your work process like and what are the usual suspects when it comes to uh, ad fraud for maybe SMEs uh, and as well as you know uh, larger corporations you can break that down for us
1: yeah, absolutely. So, really good question. So, when we first come in and start working with a client, the first thing we do is a free audit. So, this audit is basically designed to uncover all the invalid traffic and ad fraud that we're seeing through the client's paid media campaigns. So, we give them all of the data on how much invalid traffic there is exactly what it is. So going back to what we discussed before, how much of it is actually bought, how much of it is domain spoofing, how much of it is um, misattribution, because there is um, click spam and device hijacking that is trying to steal that attribution. So we do that free audit to uncover all of this and basically, give the advertiser um, all the knowledge on what is going on behind the scenes. Once we do that, then it's up to the advertiser to then decide whether they want to move forward and start preventing all of this invalid traffic. Um, so, after that, they can obviously sign up um, to a partnership with TrafficR, and then is when we start automating the removal of all of this invalid traffic. And what we can find across SMEs and large enterprises is really much the same. It kind of depends on the channel, as we were talking about. Um, We work with both like really small companies as well as very um, large unicorns. And across the board, we tend to see anywhere between 5 to 30% plus invalid traffic on those campaigns. And again, it goes anywhere from like those bots that we were talking about to that misattribution to that non-genuine engagement.
0: Hmm. I want to zero in on the detection part. Um, What Mm -hmm. are the customer acquisition and ad fraud detection strategies that um, businesses should adopt?
1: Yeah, so obviously, as as we talk about, it's like making it a KPI, right? Making sure you know what is going on um, on your pay media campaigns, understand how this ad fraud is baked into your data, and then make it a KPI to actually mitigate This invalid traffic, that is really, really key to bring um, all of this down and help. The key thing is that you're not only mitigating invalid traffic and preventing it from affecting your campaigns, you're also opening yourself up to the opportunity to drive better performance. Um, So you should expect that by mitigating invalid traffic, your ROI is actually going to go up. Um, So having those KPIs in place and then having the partner and the technology to help you tackle this together.
0: Right. Is that technology costly, though? You know, is this one extra thing that you're going to have to pay a bomb for in order to protect (laughs) yourself
1: from further losses through ad fraud? (laughs) Really good question. So the technology that you bring on board should have a positive ROI right off the bat. Mm. That means that the fee that that technology puts forward to you should be many times lower than the invalid traffic and ad fraud that they're going to be able to prevent for you. So right from the get-go, just on the technology itself, you should already have a positive ROI. And that's before you even factor in that return on ad spend from having more valid traffic and having that unlocked budget that you can now actually put towards um, real users and users that are going to bring you more growth.
0: Right now, uh, Patri, it's about time for us to wrap up already. But just before you go, what is the easiest way to just get started on trying to detect ad fraud? Uh, if you suspect that something's going on, uh, like the data doesn't look right, um, what should a business do? Should they reach out to uh, a company that you know provides ad verification? Can they do something internally first? Is mm-hmm. there a way to? Kind of read the data and look for red flags. Um, What kind of advice can you offer businesses, retailers, e-commerce businesses today um, when they're looking at their data to try and uh, identify ad fraud?
1: Absolutely. That's a really good question. So a lot of the clients we speak with, they already come to us with concerns they can see on their own data that something doesn't look right. And that can be things like, hey, I get all of these clicks, but I do not get the same landings on my website, and I do not get the expected leads from all these clicks. So that's already a red flag that they can see on their own data. Uh, for mobile app um, clients, they can already see things like, hey, all of a sudden I started um, expanding into new channels. And instead of um, driving incremental performance, I can see that my organic results have decreased and these new partners that I have onboarded um, are now getting this attribution that before it was um, getting or my organic was getting. Mm. So already within their own data, they start seeing these signs that point at the fact that something doesn't look right. So once they have those concerns is when they can start engaging these um, technology partners to help them along the way. But obviously, even before that, even if you're not even aware of ad fraud and you want to understand whether it's currently impacting you, you can obviously always reach out to traffic and we'll run that free audit for you so we can uncover what is going on.
0: Right. And how do we get in touch with Traffic Guard? Is there a website that we can go to? How else can we contact you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we do have a website, and I'll be happy to share my email address as well. Um, that's going to be patri. So, P A T R I dot frejo, F R E J O, at um, trafficguard.ai. Right.
0: And
1: the website? Uh, trafficguard.ai
0: right, (laughs) and if you missed out on any part of uh, this show you can go look for the podcast on our website that's bfm.my you can also find all our podcasts on the brand new BFM app that's available on the Apple App Store and on Google Play I've been speaking with Patricia Frejo VP of Customer Growth at Traffic Guard my name is Audrey Raj and this has been Resource Center on Enterprise BFM 89.9